you're listening to Left to Burn, featuring Battleground Communications Director Maxime Satinet and Editor-in-Chief Joel Chalit. We're talking about the French election results and what we should expect in the next round. Where are we, Max? What are the final results? How do they read to you? The results are um, in the second round of the next elections, we will see the current president, Emmanuel Macron, um, against Marine Le Pen. She's the leader of the uh, far-right party Rassemblement National. In close third, Jean-Luc Mélenchon from La France Insoumise managed to get 22% of the votes. So he's basically 500,000 voters short of uh, being able to, to reach the second round of these presidential elections. And then most of the other candidates uh, are far behind. Does it look like Emmanuel Macron can win a second round? Or is there, uh, is there doubt in your mind that he could do so? Is it, is it possible that, for example, all the people who uh, voted for Eric Zemmour will vote for Marine Le Pen now and give her the majority she needs to take presidency? It is a possibility. What we saw in the previous elections five, five years ago was that the French citizens went and voted in favor of Macron to, to avoid having Marine Le Pen as president. But this year, some of the studies that I've seen are giving us a way shorter uh, difference between um, both candidates. Uh, I've seen something like 60, 60% against 40% for Marine Le Pen. The transfer of, of votes is not that clear either. So Eric Zemmour's votes may, may go to Marine Le Pen. This, this would be the most obvious transfer. But then... For Emmanuel Macron, it's not that clear who can transfer votes for him because he's been taking voters from the Socialist Party, so the center-left, and from uh, Les Républicains, the center-right. And he basically <laughs> he st stole all of their votes. You can see um, uh, the center-right party got only 4.8% of the votes in this election in the first round. And the Socialist Party is at 1.7%. Um, there's not a lot of electors to transfer um, for him. And um, Emmanuel Macron has antagonized the, elector, the electorate of Jean-Luc Mélenchon, France Insoumise, who is a um, populist left, uh, hard left. Um, therefore, it's not really clear if the 22% that... Um, Jean-Luc Mélenchon has managed to, to gather, will actually transfer the votes to Emmanuel Macron. We had election analysts this morning on, on France 24 saying that the France vote would be divided up three ways in the runoff. How it can be divided three ways in the runoff when there are only two candidates, of course, is <laughs> kind of impossible. But it was an interesting analysis. Nonetheless, they were basically saying only one-third uh, voters would end up voting for Macron with another third going for Le Pen, which I thought was very interesting to hear. And it also attests to the fact that Macron is not somebody who French leftists seem to have much stomach for. Certainly the last five years of his tenure have seen him extremely hostile to labor and implementing typically austerity-driven neoliberal reforms that are the kinds of reforms that 
alienate centrists like Macron from working people. Yeah, definitely. It will be very, very difficult for Macron this time around. He needs the votes of the left, but he's antagonized them so much in the past five years that it will be very difficult for the electorate of the left and mainly uh, Jean-Luc Mélenchon's electorate. They basically have to now vote for the person that they've been fighting against for five years. So it's, it, it will be very, very difficult. To what extent does the minority vote play a role in this election? Could, for example, Muslim voters and Central African originating voters make the difference for Macron, even though he's been extremely racist towards both camps throughout his term in office? It will be very, very difficult. In the end, the populations that you're referring to, they, <laughs> they, don't, they don't have any, any good choice for, for them. There's, yeah. there's, a, there's a big issue in this, in this presidential election, which is the, the problem with re representativity. There's no black candidate, for example, or any candidate coming from the minorities. There, there were 12 candidates and none of them comes from a diverse background. Maybe, maybe the only one that comes in, that's very ironic. The only one that has a bit more of a diverse di background is uh, Eric Zemmour, the most racist of all of them. <laughs> um, shameful. shameful. So, so I, I, I don't know how you can ask people that are not being represented and have, have been talked down for the past five years to go and vote to save a country that doesn't seem to like them. That's why I asked that question, because I can't see any reason to vote for Macron. It seems to me that Macron, more than any other president that I can remember, seemed, seemed to specialize in alienating voters. You had issues of racism, obviously, throughout his presidency, police brutality, you have really bad class politics. Who likes Macron? Is it just big business? It's people older than 60 years old, basically. The split of, uh, of voters, basically, uh, is... Young people voted for a relatively old candidate, Jean-Luc Mélenchon on the left. Yeah. People, like Voters under 35 years old voted, in, the majority of them voted, voted for Mélenchon. And the a majority of, of the voters above the age of 60 years old voted for Macron. So it's a, a young candidate supported by old people and an old candidate supported by, by young people. <laughs> it's a remarkable balancing act he pulled off to the degree that he was successful. He, his strategy to answer your, your question about who likes him and you were referring to the fact that he antagonized both the, the right and, and the left. Five years ago, he, he ran on a, by saying that he was neither left nor, nor right. right. He clearly showed during the last five years that he's clearly right and not left at all. Like he hasn't done anything that um, could please in the, the, even the center left electorate. So, um, so it's, he's clearly on the right, and um, and his strategy paid off for for these elections for, uh, because by by basically killing any alternative, like mainstream alternative on the center right and center left, you can see the results. The Socialist Party is you need at least five percent of the votes in the presidential elections to to have your your, to get your money back on the, all of the expenses that you, you incurred during the campaign. And the Socialist Party, they, they, are, um, they are at 
and the and les Républicains, the center right party, is at 4.8, and they are the Valérie Pécresse, the candidate of the center right party, she already started her crowdfunding campaign to to look for money. It's bad, and that's the result of uh, Macron's uh, strategy that paid off. It paid off for him getting elected. I, I think he will win the elections. I, I, at least I, I, I hope we won't see Marine Le Pen as a president anytime soon. So I, I guess that he will manage to, to win this election. But um, so it paid off for him to win the election and he killed the, um, the potential um, mainstream alternative. But he created basically two monsters, one on the right and one on the left. So um, it's not really good for democracy and it's not good for France. To what degree is this simply de delaying the inevitable that Marine Le Pen may not get in you know, in two weeks, but she will get in in five years regardless? I've watched numerous interviews with Macron's supporters and, and officials in the current government this morning, and it didn't seem like they took any hint of what they may, may have done wrong in this campaign, that they were you know, talking about economic reforms, further liberalization of the economy more of an aggressive policy towards the Russians. They, they sounded like this, you know, they were doing their best to ignore any possible lessons they could have learned from this election. After every election in France, we hear that uh, the, the politicians uh, that lose say that uh, the electoral result is, uh, is a lecture for them, is a lesson for them, and that they are going to take all of the learning that they can and, and that they will change, but they never really do in the end. In five years' time, the the political landscape may be a bit different because, well, as I, as I said, um, uh, Jean-Luc Mélenchon from the, the, the left, he's, he, he was one of the oldest candidates and uh, it seems that he will retire. He, he said that uh, this was going to be his last presidential campaign. And... Um, he his party um he, he he's very strong in his party and he he took he takes he takes up most of the space in his party he's he's followed the personality cult strategy in his uh, on on his side of the political landscape that's why he, he has no chance of becoming a president uh, um, as well actually it's because he's yeah he has too 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 big of a personality uh, he can be scary to some people because uh, some say that if someone wants to become president that much, you should not uh, let him. His uh, relationship with the, with the press is not that healthy. Uh, he's been seen saying, like, I am the Republic, uh, thinking that he's kind of above the law. So Jean-Luc Mélenchon, is, uh, that's why he's not, uh, he was not elected this time. Uh, five years ago, the, um, the Communist Party um, had aligned with him. Um, the, this year they didn't, and they they had a candidate uh, running against him. Um, actually, the the members of, of Mélenchon's party are attacking Fabien Roussel, the candidate of the French Communist Party, saying that with his with the vote of the communists, Jean-Luc Mélenchon would have been in the second round of the elections. But um, the only person to blame here is Jean-Luc Mélenchon and the fact that he's not. He's not giving any space to anyone else but himself. He's, uh, yeah, his ego is a bit too big, in my opinion. So what will happen in the next elections in five years' time is that if Jean-Luc Mélenchon resigns, I don't know within his party who will be capable of slipping in his shoes and taking the position. So there might be a big void in the left. The Socialist Party is in ruins. So there is a, big, a good shot for Marine Le Pen next time around. 
because they won't they yeah. it it won't it won't be a game of uh, with with three strong candidates but there will only be two that's really dreadful but that's that corresponds with everything i've heard as well i mean is there anything unique about tossing sunnis ideologically they are different Mélenchon was uh, was a member of the of the socialist party for a long time right um yeah. And basically, he created his movement because he wanted the spotlight for himself and he didn't want to play team. <laughs> it's a bit simplistic, but that's what it, what happened. And he thought that he would do better on his own. Um, the results of this first round of the presidential uh, election showed that he, maybe he was right. He's doing better than the Socialist Party, at least. But then he's a populist. Um, he's, he's openly against the European Union. I have a problem with Jean, Jean-Luc Mélenchon because, um, he used to be an MEP um, at the same time as uh, Marine Le Pen, and right. their their participation stats are very similar. Uh, Jean Luc Mélenchon was not a very good MEP, and he was um, only present when there was a camera around rolling. He used a bit a bit like uh, Marine Le Pen. He used the European Parliament as a platform for for his national politics in in France. I like to remind everyone that Marine Le Pen has uh, actually been convicted for using her European Parliament uh, parliamentary assistance in national politics, which is basically stealing EU money. <laughs> so Jean-Luc Mélenchon and Marine Le Pen are criticizing the EU, but when they had a shot at actually changing the EU from the inside, they did not attend the European Parliament um, uh, commissions, for example, they they did not really produce any amendments or questions. Or the only time they would they would actually do something is um, just to um, to speak in the in in the Parliament in Strasbourg because they knew that the the national TV channels would be there and that they would have a bit of spotlight. So now, when they criticize the European Union, it's a bit hard to 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 hear from them because well, it's not like they are outsiders. They had a shot. To what degree can we surmise what a Le Pen government would look like? Marine Le Pen as a president of France. Um, it's interesting because some of the of the people that voted for Marine Le Pen, the the reason that they give is, well, we've never tried Front National before, so we should try it. And they're wrong because um, some of uh, Marine Le Pen's um, party members and herself have been elected in office at the local and regional level and in the European Parliament. And um, every time they were holding a, a, a mandate and they were in office, then after a few months, you, you start seeing corruption cases, uh, money disappearing, and, and they bend the law every single time they are in office. So in my opinion, um, We've tried them at the local, um, local, regional, and EU level. They will do the same if they become president. Uh, if they if they manage to get any closer to the Elysee Palace, what they will do is the same as they already already do: is stealing money. They will go against the press because they um, in in France uh, the left wing media are not uh, allowed to cover Marine Le Pen's meetings most of the time. It's a bit. It's a bleak future if uh, if she if she becomes president. She's been operating a communications campaign to try and be be a bit more lenient and to well with the presence of Eric Zemmour, she almost looks like she's uh, <laughs> she's center right now. But um, 
But yeah, Marine Le Pen as a president, I don't see how this can 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 work clearly. Eric Zemmour did her the biggest favor ever. His candidacy was just terribly destructive in 10 different ways, uh, even though he made no actual progress himself towards the presidency. But in, in a lot of ways, candidates like Eric Zemmour never do. There's another element that needs to be taken account into account is that sure. um, in order to to be able to, to run the country, the president needs the parliament. And uh, the legislative elections uh, will will take place um, in the coming months, and um, these elections will will decide uh, on which uh, side the parliament leans. Uh, Because we have three blocks, it will be very difficult to get a majority for any of the three candidates, like or two candidates here in the second round of this election. So. There is a piece of legislation, it's called the um, 49.3 in the constitution that allows the president to pass legislation without the, the, without the parliament. But you cannot run the country without this, like with this only. You cannot only rely on this and, and just like become a, become a, a dictator. So without, without the parliament, they they won't be able to do to do to do much in the end. So Marine Le Pen, for example, even if she if she managed to get to the second to the set in the second round of election, if she managed to get elected, I don't think that she would have a lot of leeway anyway. It would be a bit like um, with Trump. Um, even if uh, Trump did his best to to destroy the American uh, political landscape and um, the opposition was very strong. Because everyone was looking at him and at his every move, so he, he was blocked most of the time, and he was not able to do everything he wanted. With Marine Le Pen, it will be similar, in my opinion. She strikes me as being smarter than Trump. Way smarter. Uh, she's a lawyer, and she's way smarter. 